welcome to Comic Book Keepers, where we talk about comic book characters, their history, and their impact on our lives. I'm Lance. And I'm Jeremy. And today, we are wrapping up our final issue surrounding San Diego Comic-Con 2023. It's been a journey, Jeremy. We've had lots of issues about this, a lot of fun things we got to do, and this is that little, that, that cherry on top. The icing, if you will, the the whipped cream, not not like the really heavy whipped cream icing, but like the nice, light, sweet whipped cream icing. It's not too much, you know. I had the opportunity to interview Daniel Friedman. He is the writer creator for multiple Dark Horse books, including Raiders, Bird King and Collie, all of which are great comics. You need to run out and buy them all right now. And I I may even have a place you can actually get them along with some extras and possibly have them signed. But yeah, you probably want to stick around and listen to where that could potentially be. Uh, But yes, it was super fun. I had actually reached out to Daniel as soon as I had finished reading Bird King about, I don't know, maybe a year ago, maybe a little bit less than a year ago. Was it that long ago? Goodness, yeah. I felt like it was a while ago because the first one came out in November of 2022. Too, and right, so yeah. it was er- so earlier this year, I guess okay. I should say it, it, w- it was when I actually got to read it and I loved it. Daniel's writing is superb in Bird King volume one. Crom's art is stunning. I love it so much. <laughs> he has that like it, it's that um, tattoo artist style, but it is done so beautifully well. It fits perfectly for this. I, I call both Raiders and Bird King are kind of like that medieval fantasy type of worlds, which are really interesting. We get to sit down with Dan, or I get to sit down with Daniel. Uh, we did not. We did not. We you did got not. to. Yeah. Lucky you. Yeah. And, that, and that came up because, oh, that's where I was going when we talked about figuring out the date. It was because I had reached out to Daniel. And said, we'd love to have you on the show. I love Bird King. Like, I, let, let's connect. Let's see what we can do. And he's like, oh, let's let's talk closer to the release date for Bird King Volume 2. I was like, great. Uh, and as San Diego Comic-Con was coming up closer, Daniel had posted, oh, I'm going to be at San Diego Comic-Con on, on Instagram. So I messaged him. They're like, oh, cool. I can't wait to get my Bird King signed, all that stuff, right? And he's like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. And then in that response, he said, maybe we can finally do that interview we've been talking about. So how how nice of a creator. They remembered. He re- yeah. They remembered, you know. Daniel, like- Daniel remembered me from reaching out before and was very kind enough to offer up the time because he was only going to be at San Diego Comic-Con on the final day. He was only showing up on Sunday. He was only going to be there for the the signing at the Dark Horse booth. And then as soon as the signing was going to be over, he was going to have a meeting with the reps from Dark Horse. And then he was going to do our interview. And then he was going to leave. Like that was his entire itinerary for San Diego Mm -hmm. Comic-Con. You're on the short list. You are on the short list, man. (laughs) Extremely short list. And I felt very privileged. We got to go to the Dark Horse booth. We got our multiple books signed. We both had our Bird King volumes for Daniel to sign. And he had the beautiful hardcover of Kali there. And I hadn't seen this book in person yet. So I didn't realize that it was a larger print format and it's stunning. We got, we got the signatures. He had his stamp in there as well. And I was thrilled to read the book afterwards because it was, it was the only story that I hadn't read yet from him before doing the interview, which I, I mentioned when talking to him, 
but Jeremy, what what was the experience like when we got to meet Daniel? How was it? He was, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, Daniel was extremely, uh, extremely nice. I, I, I have this like so far Daniels that I know in the comic industry are like two for two <laughs> for being very nice and genuine people. Yes. Um, so <laughs> there's another Daniel that I think we know very well, friend of the show, uh, Daniel Warren Johnson. Um, but yes, Daniel Frieden was, um, a gentleman and a scholar uh, at the booth and um, just extremely uh, welcoming and friendly. Uh, and it was great to be able to share in person my appreciation for Bird King uh, in particular. Um, I think that's definitely one of the the highlights, I think, for many comic book fans is the ability to connect with creators and be able to tell them in person just how much you know, certain works meant to you, either, you know, maybe it spoke to you on an emotional level, maybe it spoke to you, uh, just, just sheer awe and appreciation for like the art or the writing, uh, whatever it is. And so I just, you know, had to tell Daniel Friedman in person, you know, Bird King was a fantastic read, an amazing world that I want to dig more into. And I can't wait for more. I'm just really eager uh, for that second volume to arrive. And so, yeah, he was a, a very gracious, uh, very gracious host in that sense. And I'm looking forward to Bird King Volume 2, an opportunity to, to see him again. Luckily, like, you know, like we're talking about, you got to chat with Daniel uh, directly. So that's uh, awesome. Yeah. And he also, well, they also had prints of Bird King Volume 2. So like mini posters there that were really nice quality that we got. He also had a bunch of little extras there. There was there was Bird King sticker. There was a Collie sticker that he had uh, like bookmarks to give out related to his titles. There's a Bird King bookmark that I think just says read more comics on it. And that is now like the bookmark that I use for all of my trade paperbacks. I love that thing. It's so beautiful. Crom's art is next level and I'm obsessed with it. Jeremy. This issue of the show, I wanted us to talk about the works from Daniel Friedman, and then we'll kick it over to the interview that we had, and then we'll we'll kind of go over the things that Daniel brought up in that interview that we had. But to start things off, we've already talked about our love for Bird King, but why don't you start us off with why we love Bird King so much? Bird King is um, a fantastic story, kind of set in a fantasy setting where there is a kind of an oppressive ruling kingdom and there is this old like weaponsmith who has uh, an apprentice kind of under their wing uh and you know they're they're sort of legendary for their ability to create uh, amazing weapons there's just this uh magnificent kind of legend around the the king the king of old the bird king um and there's just like uh adventure going on um tragedy i think really what what drew me into the world is absolutely we've mentioned crom's art multiple times but it really is a, a very unique style like the minute you see the art on the page you're like oh the, like if the first time you see it you're like what is this and then as soon as you know it's crom anytime you see it you'll be like that's crom art yes um and and only belongs to that artist. But what I really enjoy about the story uh, is in Friedman's writing specifically is the way that the fantasy narrative is constructed sort of exists in a space that does not feel tropey and doesn't feel like it's following very like treaded paths. Like it's, it's not revisiting very stereotypical narratives and that sort of thing. It, 
he really pulls off something that I think is extremely hard to do in fantasy, which is to make it engaging and interesting without feeling like, you know, what's going to happen three pages from now, right? Like, like, oh, I see this twist coming from a mile away. I mean, there might be one or two where you can kind of call it, but overall, it's really just about getting invested in the journey. I think Daniel does a fantastic job of, of doing that with Bird King. And again, I'm just so thoroughly invested in the world that he's made. And that's why I'm really looking forward to volume two in, in, that's coming out. Bird King does such a great job of the slow burn while still keeping you highly invested in what's going on. You have Bianca, who is the apprentice to the arcane blacksmith, and you find out the the back history of this particular blacksmith. And I don't even want to say what it is because there's some very cool reveals very early on in the story. But you you learn he's not just your everyday blacksmith, but he is one of the few individuals that is able to mend blades that have like magical properties to them. And he's also trying to train Bianca in doing this type of thing. And there, there's so much, we say this a lot when stories are really fully fleshed out, but that the world building component of Bird King is done so well because there are the, the factions of government that are oppressive. You have the different areas of lands where there is supposedly the more freedoms and education, which is where Atlas is, which is where our protagonists are trying to get to for a very specific reason that occurs early on in the story. You have this, uh, how would, how would you even describe it? There's, there's like a, a bloodline that has particular abilities that it's a slow reveal. Again, there, there's not everything about the story. And that, and that's what makes the world so interesting to me is that, Daniel does a lot of showing and not telling. Yes, thank you. In this book, it, like it's just, you know, you you begin to get um hints at things and really it's about what what ultimately is revealed reveal like makes you think like three levels beyond of like what was revealed, right? So he's they'll reveal like, "Oh, and these bloodlines have unique powers, you know, related only to them." And then you begin to think about the other noble houses and like the other factions that were involved and like what, you know, powers they would have had, etc. And so like in that way, the world sort of expands without Daniel having to go into long diatribes, you know, walls of text uh, or anything like that. It's it's just a very, very cool way of sort of building the world uh, and very skillfully done, in my opinion. It's such a quick read. It goes so fast. There's so much to it. So fast. But yeah. you can fly through this thing, which makes rereads so interesting because there's things that you're that you're going to catch that you didn't catch the first time. And as we've mentioned before, the name of the book is Bird King. So, of course, you have this stunning character design on the cover of this book. They're this armored skeleton being, which, of course, semi-spoiler. If you don't want to know, skip forward a few minutes. But the Bird King joins our protagonist on, on their journey. So you have this hulking being carrying a gigantic sword that is protecting our protagonist. And you don't know their reasoning for it just yet, but it's this beautiful story of protector and uh, hero. And it's very heartwarming, but there's a lot of 
sadness and sorrow in the story as well. There's this mm-hmm. there's this really good balance to your emotions and the the comics and stories that I find that I love the most are the ones that I feel emotionally exhausted after reading. It's I want to go on a journey. I want to feel things when I read comics. And when I'm saying feeling emotionally exhausted, I don't mean uh, that sounds like a bad thing, but I want to feel like I myself have gone on a journey with these characters in the story. And Bird King gives me exactly that. So I cannot wait for us to get volume two, which comes out in November of 2023 of this year. So please get your pre-orders in now. I will, again, I listen to the end of the episode. I'm going to say where you can pre-order things for maybe getting a few extras along the way. Another hint at that. Keep listening to the very end, right? Jeremy, remind me to say the thing at the very end. <laughs> okay. Say the thing at the very end. Don't forget. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. You're uh, welcome. So, yeah. Right. So next up in the storylines, which is interesting because Raiders was actually Daniel Friedman and Crom's first work together in comics. Now, Raiders is another medieval fantasy story. This is about two brothers, and their names are Markin and Marin. They are Raiders, of course, the name of the book. And Markin is really trying to get his last haul so that he can settle down and be with his loved one and live out their lives and have kids. He's he's very well known for being a Raider. He's like known throughout the land as being one of the best. He can hack and slash monsters left and right. It's all about them going to dungeons and going through the different levels of the dungeon. It feels very video game-esque. Sounds like very sword art online type feel. Yeah, yeah. Yes, but it's it's so well done and you get this very good dynamic between brothers. You get the the point in time where one of them might be retiring. The other one is trying to start their journey. So there's that dichotomy of like, no, you should continue to raid with me. The other is like, no, I've had my time. It's now yours. You get to see them fight some really cool looking monsters. And I would recommend keeping a very close eye on things within the Raiders book because they're, in my eyes, honestly, in this book includes a prototype for the design of Bird King that we get. It's it's not the same character, but it's a very hulking, like statuesque. Well, it is a statue, but it looks like a precursor to what we get for Bird King, as well as potentially a few other trinkets that look very familiar to things in Bird King. I don't know. Are there going to be connections? There's some fun world building that's being done and connections being made between Raiders and Bird King. I'm sure they, they are standalone stories, but if they wanted to be connected in a future story or a another comic that they're doing, I could easily see these connections being made, which is very exciting. Jeremy, I will be lending you my copy of Raiders because I know you haven't yes, read this one yet. I have not. I, I really want to. And now, now it sounds even more up my alley. So I'm very, I'm very much looking forward to it. Raiders does a great job of subverting your expectations of where you think the story is going to go, as well as having one of the coolest reveals for the whole reasoning behind the story. So they're raiders, they're going through dungeons and they make a comment early on in the story about why it feels like after a dungeon has been cleared, why after a little bit of time, it feels like the the monsters are back or something has filled its place. Mm -hmm. This comic answers that story in a horrific way. And I 
loved it. It's so good. And I was not expecting it. I Like they bring it up and it's like, that's a interesting thing to bring up a fun concept. I thought it was like jokey, jokey, like poking fun at. Yeah. Not like video game dungeons, right? Like I just cleared out this dungeon. You go back in, the monsters are there again. Yeah. 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 There's a reason. And the reason (laughs) is real messed up and it's so good. So that's, that's Raiders. That's the first Daniel Friedman Crom work together. Then they did Bird King. We have to talk about Kali. Now, Kali is, again, written by Daniel Friedman, but this time it's illustrated by Robert Samelin. This book is beautiful, and I've talked so much, Jeremy, so I need you to tell us a little <laughs> bit about Kali. Oh, my gosh. Um, Kali is amazing. Uh, it is a Tarantino movie in comic format, 100%. Yep. Uh, it is a high-octane revenge story uh, that features a female protagonist who was literally stabbed in the back and left for dead. And it's about her journey to revenge, you know, set in a dystopian sort of uh, future world. And it flies by. Like, this oh, story just so absolutely quick. is a... When I say like high octane, like the reason why you're going to go through the story really quick is you're just going to be flipping through these pages because, you know, she just (laughs) she sets her mind on the revenge path and just goes straight for it. She hits Nitro and goes. Yeah, the art is uh, fantastic. Again, it really kind of lends itself to the the style, a lot of oranges and reds, like a lot of that sort of anger, you know, anger. palette <laughs> angry palette rather um and yeah it's just very very cool aesthetic the writing and dialogue is a bit you know it's a bit short it's not quite as like played out because it, again there's a lot of showing instead of telling uh in in the narrative but it is some of the most fun i've had uh in in reading a comic in, in a little bit um when i picked this up at, at comic con and uh freeman so graciously signed it for me and uh and everything else it's a beautiful book too it's really good to have on the shelf it's bigger than normal <laughs> comics too like it's elongated because when comics are done like on the page they're obviously a lot larger and then they're copied and then shrunken down to the size of the comic this is not the same size as you would get but it's definitely bigger than like a trade paperback than you would normally get and it works so well but you learn very early on in the story that Kali, had, like Jeremy said, has been stabbed in the back by her own people. You find out why later on. There's full narrative development for that. But Kali is working on a very particular timetable because she's also been poisoned. And they let you know that also very, very early on in the story. So she's going on revenge with a ticking clock to where she is going to die. So she wants to take out as many people that betrayed her in the process and she does it in spectacular fashion it is definitely tarantino-esque it's like mad max dystopian world type of thing and oh it's just so good there's there's tanks there's motorcycles like collie was betrayed by an all-female biker gang like she was a part of this biker gang and things just kind of went very poorly uh, because of the political climate that was going on in this world. Again, lots of world building and somehow being able to do it while moving at like flash pace in mm-hmm. the story because you flip through this thing because the art again is stunning. Daniel Friedman does a great job of finding artists to, to be a part of his project. You literally could just like pick up this comic and literally drop it into a manuscript. 
like a film manuscript and it would be an amazing, it's like Sisu, (laughs) you know, know or something like, it's very much like Sisu um, or, you know, like that sort of like feel, you know, like Kill Bill, like that sort of thing. And, and, you know, comics don't necessarily, don't always necessarily translate in that way, like even really good ones. Um, But this is just one of those examples of like the minute that you finish the book, you're like, Oh, a hundred percent. This would be a great movie. Like a hundred percent. I would go and see this in the theater without a doubt. Yeah. I was just absolutely struck by that when I finished reading it. I would not be surprised if this eventually gets adapted into a movie because it's perfect for it. It's very right. Or a miniseries, you know, like I could, I could see it being like a four, four uh, episode miniseries or something. You know, I don't know, but it's, it definitely deserves uh, some more attention and some more love. Right. Well, we've talked about now, now you know a little bit more about the stories that Daniel Friedman has written and created along with Crom as well as Robert Samelin. So now let's kick it over. Let's go back in time to San Diego Comic-Con 2023, back in July. So long ago. Yes. So long, oh my gosh. So long ago. Apologies to Daniel Friedman for not getting this episode out sooner. We've, it's been a crazy time. Yes, it has. Take a listen. And I'm going to preface this. This was on the last day of San Diego Comic-Con. My brain was fried. I apologize for not asking better questions. I had other things prepared in my mind. And I, I don't know, might have gone blank a couple times. So we get a lot of cool information about the backstory, like how the how Daniel met up with Crom as well as uh, Robert Samelin to create these stories. And we get a lot of really interesting information about bird Kings, future developments, things like that. But I, I will preface it by saying, I really do want to get Daniel on for a full episode so we can dive deeper into the workings of these books, because there's so many more questions I have now, Daniel and Crom. I I do want to say this part in the back of the Raiders trade, it says like the creators page where it gives you information and both of them, they introduce themselves as like D and D style characters. So Daniel Friedman is the spawn of a high ranking rogue in the thievery guild and a Beastmaster legal advisor. Crom's is a fallen paladin who grew weary of being accused of not healing enough members of his party. Like, and it kind of <laughs> goes on. So they're, they're fantasy nerds. They're D and D nerds. It sounds like. So I would love to talk to them because we're the same thing, Jeremy. Of the same king. Yeah, it's very true. We, yeah. we, it sounds very similar. And, you know, we could, uh, we could chat a bit about, you know, uh, different, uh, tabletop systems. I know Kieran Gillen, uh, released the die system, right? Which you might, if you can see the video, you can see I had the die RPG, uh, book in frame. Yeah. I would love to, to chat with them more about the, their, their nerdy tendencies. Again, apologies if I sound brain dead in this interview. I did have a great time talking to Daniel. So go ahead and take a listen. I am very excited to have writer Daniel Friedman with me here to talk about his incredible work. How's it going, Daniel? Good to be here. Thank you. So we're here at San Diego Comic-Con, just did a signing, and pretty excited because we actually have like a poster for Bird King Volume 2 that is coming up. When, when is Volume 2 coming out? Uh, November 15th. Yeah. And so Bird King Volume 1, it was done with artist Crom, and it is one of the most beautiful books I think I've ever seen. The The story, like being able to have like this character 
that has like this mentorship, being like a blacksmith, and then just this evolution of like finding the Bird King and, and just like the adventures that they go on. I'm just curious, how, how did like the, the start of, of this book come like? What, what were those thoughts behind it? Uh, so Bird King happened because after Crom and I finished Raiders, we had such a good time doing that book, uh, Crom came to me actually with a Bird King character. He had been designing the character and drawing him for over a year and kind of building up just the, the, the designs of Bird King and kind of figuring him out. And, um, and so Crom actually came to me with Bird King and Bianca in hand um, and a couple other supporting characters and, um, and asked if I would write the story for him. And, um, and so that was kind of how it started was um, he came to me with the characters, which was kind of a unique way to start a project. But uh, yeah, we just kind of built it from there um, off the designs of the two leads and built the world and the story around them. What, what did it feel like when you saw those first images from Crom for this story? Uh, I mean, from the first day I saw Bird King, he just jumped right off the screen, I guess, at that point. And um, he's just got such life to him. And, uh, and so, you know, almost immediately upon seeing the characters, I weirdly knew who they were. And, um, and, and again, we built the story around them and really kind of let it develop organically uh, from their point of view. And yeah, that's kind of where it started. It was again starting with the actual characters and then building it from there. The the fantasy elements of Bird King are so engaging, and the, like the quiet strength that Bird King has is uh, beautiful and also hilarious at the same time. Just like even having just just birds landing on him, just this massing, massive Hulk of a being. It's such a great juxtapos- juxtaposition to have in the story. But I, I'm curious. How did you and Krom meet up for Raiders? Um, so we did Raiders. Um, so I originally approached Krom um, online, just reached out to him, and uh, I sent him a pitch document for Raiders. And um, he had mentioned other people had reached out with things and nothing had ever really uh, you know, caught his interest. And for whatever reason, Raiders excited him. And uh, the rest is history. That That's great. And th- you two work so well together. Just that like the the beautiful writing that you do have in those elements and being able to to let let the story breathe when it needs to but then giving the amount of detail at the right time is so great because it allows Krom to do at his best and then it lets you really shine in those moments where we need to to have like more character development and it, it is a beautiful thing to see and uh, I would be lying if I said I didn't just stare, also stare at these pages constantly multiple times and, and also do a reread of Bird King. And you also have the book, this beautiful collected edition, which I didn't even realize was going to be here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like an oversized copy of, of Kali. So yeah, this is actually the only size of Kali. Um, so we only released it in this oversized library edition hardcover format. Uh, the book just deserved it and uh and it really sings in that format so how how did you connect with with uh so it's robert uh samelin yeah robert samelin uh robert's a swedish illustrator and um and just like with Krom, i i reached out to him although many many years prior um all the way back in i want to say 2012 um on tumblr of all places the uh god you know rest in peace um, even though it's still around. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, same. I reached out to Robert. We connected. Um, I originally had hired Robert to do some covers for a book that never got completed. 
And uh, we, we hit it off and over the years just decided to do a book together. Um, and so we just, we did it in secret. We didn't tell anybody about it. We just wanted to do the book that we wanted to do. And it ended up taking seven years, um, but it's finally here. And yeah, I couldn't be happier with, with how it turned out. Yeah, and I, the, I, I will be honest. I haven't read this book yet, but as soon as I saw it here, I was like, "Well, I, I need to have it because it's the next thing I'm going to read on yeah. my list." I'm very excited about it. You're in for a fun ride. Yeah, I'm excited. So you had mentioned that you had been working with them on another project that didn't come to fruition. So yeah. is there still like plans of come, bringing that story to life eventually? That that story's probably not going to make it. Um, I think Kali is actually a much better version of us not the same story at all completely different but similar desert post-apocalyptic kind of western vibes so um i think kali is the superior book and that's the why it, it is the one that made it um but robert and i are working on on some new things yet that are that we are keeping secret but uh but they are coming hopefully soon um we'll see <laughs> exciting yeah. now you you said something earlier that kind of like piqued my interest about like kind of like the adaptations of things. So I, I feel like Bird King is so primed for like an animated adaptation mm -hmm. because the, again, the style is amazing. Mm -hmm. And so is there, are there any rumblings about potentially pitching into any studios to have an animated version of this story? Uh, definitely an animated movie or series is something Crom and I would both love to see. We've talked about it. Um, we've kind of agreed that we're gonna finish the book before we decide what to do with it um so we have another two years of work because we're going to be doing four volumes total um but after that yeah that's something we would definitely love to see nothing's going on just yet but uh but again we'll uh, we'll do our best to make that happen super excited so you had mentioned so we're do getting a th volume three and a volume four of bird king yes. so how far into the process like volume two is about to come out how far into the process are you for those other volumes so yeah, volume two is done and comes out in November and we are in the, I would say the first third of volume three right now. We're a little behind schedule, but we are, uh, we're working on it. And um, the plan is to release one book every year, um, aiming for a November release uh, annually. So yeah, look for the book every November. Great. And then is there, has there ever been a time when you're working with Krom where you get, you see art from them and has it ever like sparked an idea to change something in the story that you had initially or just given you an idea to do something completely different oh yeah completely i mean with bird king we're definitely working more organically than we were with raiders raiders i was something i had kind of pre-written and and designed and and crom definitely added a lot to it but with bird king because we're building it from the ground up together um i've been writing the book i'm about I'm, I'm ahead of him in the script and the, with the writing, but I'm writing as he draws. And so the book is, it's, it's broken down in the chapters. And so generally I'll finish a chapter, turn that over to him. And while he's drawing that chapter, I'm working on the next chapter. And so I'm always working off what the, mo the most recent art for the most recent chapter was. And so, uh, so yeah, it's very organic. And there's definitely things that pop out in the artwork that I go, we got to bring that back or that could be this or that or set something else up. So uh, yeah, it's a really organic uh, collaboration. Um, it's really great. It, it, it shows like you, you clearly get along well because like the pages pop and it's not just, and I'm a, like, I'm a big art fan. Like there's books all open. I'm like, well, I love the art. So I'm going to read that story, but your work together just, it, it blends perfectly. And it's, and I, I mentioned it earlier. It's just such a great combination for you too. I'm also a big collected edition fan. So I'm curious if you 
have any intentions of once it's completely done if we're going to get like a full version of these stories oh yeah uh, most definitely bird king is was conceived as a single graphic novel a single story um, and we're just releasing it in chunks as we finish it um, and so it, it will break down into four volumes each one's you know around 120 130 pages and when it's all said and done uh, yes the plan is most definitely to put out a uh, as big as possible hopefully as big as Kali a hardcover uh, you know compendium of, of all whole thing it'll probably be 500 if not more pages of story and um, yeah it'll you know to have the whole thing in one book is is always been the goal well, that's music to my ears. I can't wait for volume two to come out. I can't wait for three, four, and then I will have all those plus that hardcover collected edition when it comes through. Daniel, is there is there anything else you wanted to mention about your work right now? Anything else that's upcoming that we haven't mentioned? Uh, unfortunately, my other stuff is not announced. So as for now, it's it's Bird King and uh, Bird King. So yeah, look for November 15th, Bird King volume two. Right. Everybody, November 15th, buy it. You will not regret it. Pre-order. It's incredible. Pre-order, pre-order now from your local comic book shop if you can. Pre-orders help creators tremendously. Most appreciated. We want this series to keep going. Pre-order, we love it. Daniel, thank you so much for taking the time to sit with me, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you, likewise. There are some things I do wanna talk about that Daniel brought up. And one of those things being some more information about how kind of the stories came about. So it was really interesting to learn that Crom had come to Daniel with the concept of, of bird King after they had done Raiders together. And Daniel had just approached Crom online. Like he reached out and was like, Hey, I have this idea for a comic called Raiders. Daniel said that Crom had mentioned that he didn't really have an interest in a lot of the projects that, he had been pitched. So Crom wasn't really interested because he had been pitched by other creators to do comics. But Raiders was the first one that really caught his attention. So they worked on Raiders. And then Crom was like, hey, I have this idea for Bird King. And so then they came back together and now we're getting Bird King. And I really liked the the, the concept of Raiders was more of this cemented concept. Like he had finished writing the story and then Crom came in to do the art for it. But with Bird King, it is a far more collaborative work. So it's it's Daniel is writing the story. Crom finishes the art. Daniel gets to see all of the, the art that Crom has done for that previous section. And then he's able to adjust story as needed or if he notices something or if he wants to to change things based off of what Crom has done, they get to do that. So it's they mentioned it's more of like a fluid uh, storytelling like creation which is which is really cool i really enjoyed that but we also uh, get to learn that and i didn't know this before is that bird king one was initially conceived as a single graphic novel but the next is that it we're going to get four volumes of bird king and it's going to happen pretty much every november you can look at another volume of bird king coming out they are taking their time to one create a story that's truly interesting and two the art's going to be stellar spending that much time on that art is going to be incredible i don't know how i feel about the fact that the final volume of bird king won't come out until i'm 40 (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how i feel about that 
I don't know if I need to chat with Daniel about this timeline or what, um, <laughs> but I mean, it's good that it gives you something to look forward to every year um, in November, but. I also don't like being faced with my mortality at the same time. <laughs> so, Well, if it makes you feel better, not only will you get that when you're 40, right? But relatively shortly after that, there are plans of us getting an entire collected edition of Bird King, all four of those volumes in a hardcover. And Daniel had mentioned, like, hopefully the same size as Kali. So we're looking oh, at like, great. like yeah. hundreds of pages of this story, but in an oversized scale, which it, it's going to look so good. I'm already excited for it. I am sad that we have to wait so many years for it, but it's going to be worth it. It's yeah. like we waited for Avengers Endgame. I am waiting for that hardcover. <laughs> One day it will be mine. It's like the empty shelf. This is where I would keep my hardcover of Bird King if it was out already. Yeah. Uh, that sort of thing. I had asked about potential adaptations for Bird King. And he mentioned that he, as well as Krom, want it to be an, like an animated movie or a series. and But they want to hold off on doing that until everything has been released. Because, you know, if they're doing a series, you don't want to do the whole Game of Thrones thing and catch up to where the books finish. And then you go off on the side tangent and then it doesn't come out so great. So I am very happy that they've decided to wait for everything to be out. But that's that's kind of what we have for for Bird King from Daniel in this interview. And it was it was a blast. But we also get to learn we got to learn a little bit about Kali as well as Daniel's relationship with Robert Samelin. So, again, Daniel had reached out through Tumblr of all places to, to meet Robert. Where the great creative minds meet. Tumblr. <laughs> and he pitched him about Collie and they got to work because Robert had actually been commissioned to do covers for a, a different book that Daniel was developing, but that book never came to fruition. So he had started to develop another story of Collie and took a lot of the elements of that unused, unpublished story but the, but the story itself is completely different, but the tone is similar to what it was, which I think is really cool. So repurposing things. And then he mentioned that he thinks that Kali is an even better story than the story that never came to light. So that's also a great thing when your work can develop naturally. He was able to do this story completely with Robert and it, it turned out phenomenal. Kali was is a great read because I feel like it, it gave me a different sort of vibe than most of the other books that I've been reading recently. You know, I've been reading, you know, um, what have I been reading recently? You know, I went back through Mr. Miracle again, not too long ago. I went back through silver surfer, uh, black and fall sunrise. I had just finished all fall sunrise and some other books on that trad more kick. Oh gosh, I love Treadmore so much. Treadmore, if you're listening, we love you. Shout out to Brad and Lisa from Combo Couples Counseling because Oh yeah, they got an interview, didn't they? We don't know if there's an interview. I don't think there's an interview yet, but Treadmore was doing their uh like promo announcement for the Alamo Draft House showing of the mask that's going on. I think it's going on tonight. It's I think either so. tonight or tomorrow. But they were kind enough to help me get a signed copy of Fall Sunrise. Because so, Tradmore was doing a signing at uh, Four Color Fantasies. And uh, I... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to hurt you so badly. I cannot believe this. I have a Fall Sunrise treasury in my closet. 
Yeah, uh, I, I'm going to have a signed one. <laughs> I hate you so much. Oh, God, I'm so mad. So, so there you go. Where, what were we talking about? How did we end up I don't on know. I, 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 I can't see. What you're rereading. You can only see red now. I can only see red now. The, the wavy red of Tradmore. Oh, gosh. I'm so jealous, but happy for you. So Thanks. happy for you. Um, but yeah, so all the things I was reading, you know, Kali was was really had a different vibe to it. And and again, I think it did translate to uh, or did come back to its ability to translate into a film. So so readily, like I, I as I was reading through it, I was just imagining these in this sort of cinematic format. Um, and yeah, it was just an absolute blast. So I, I really enjoyed it. I picked it up. And I think, Lance, you had said, you know, you're going to read this quickly because I'm I'm a quick reader. I read comics pretty quickly, insanely quick, unnaturally. Because <laughs> I mean, I, I I read all the words and then I put the pictures together. Like I basically like use the words that I just read to put into context. And so Lance was like, "Oh, you're going to read this in like ten minutes." And so I sent you a text and I was like, "Okay, starting Kali now." And like nine minutes later, I'm like, "Yeah, that was a ride." <laughs> so Not legitimately, nine minutes later, it-, it was it was just such it was just so much fun. And I, since then, I've read I read through it again like at least two more times. And yeah, but anyways, it's a great great read definitely go find yourself this hardcover um dark horse has done a great job with it to be honest it, it's beautiful yes. the interior cover is great quality so good the quality is great like really really solid so an excellent book like i mentioned to have on the shelf it just looks really good and it's a great uh, great story to read and i think it's only how much was it 30 30. Bucks. 30 30 cover but like probably you can you'll probably end up finding it for like 25 or something somewhere great great value even at, at full cover if you can't tell we are fans of daniel friedman here we're fans of crom we're we're fans of robert samuelin now and i think that our listeners might want to know where they can pre-order bird king volume 2 there's many places you can pre-order bird king volume 2 but one that was reposted by daniel was This particular shop, so this website, www.comicsandcards.net. If you go on there, look under their pre-orders, you can find Bird King Volume 2. And this copy of Bird King Volume 2 will come signed by Daniel Friedman, as well as coming with a few little extras, which you can read about on their website of what comes with it. And if you're like, hey, I do want to read Bird King Volume 2, but I don't have Bird King Volume 1, you can add bird king volume one to your order which can also be signed by daniel you can also add Kali to your order signed by daniel you can also add raiders to that order signed by daniel so if you just want to go crazy with all of friedman's works get it all in one fell swoop you get a whole bunch of extras and again read the website and i do not know how long this offer is going to go for so get your pre-orders in now bird king volume two hit stores in November of 2023. I believe it is. So it is November 15th, 2023 is when the book will be in stores, but please pre-order it. It helps out creators so much if they know that there is a, there's a market that there's people waiting for this book. And if you pre-order it this way, you get extra stuff and it's, and look at the prices. It's not a ridiculous amount more. I think it's like five more dollars for all this other stuff, to get it signed. Do yourself a favor, pre-order this book from wherever you want, or you can do www.comicsandcards.net. We will have that link in our show notes for this issue. There's not really much more else we can say. The books are great. 
go read them. Yeah. Read comics. Yeah. Read comics. Read Daniel Friedman's comics. He's a great creator. Um, the stories are amazing. Really looking forward to more Bird King. And, uh, you know, thanks again uh, to Daniel for uh, allowing Lance the opportunity and a very tight itinerary to to chat with him and, you know, for putting out uh, some great works alongside Crom uh, and uh, Robert Semlin. So uh, looking forward to more. Huge shout out to Dark Horse for letting us use one of their booths at well, one of their little like side rooms that they had set up at their booth on the floor. So when you're hearing all the buzz in the background of that interview, it's because we're literally on the middle of the, the comic book San Diego Comic Con floor with this interview, which was very cool. I've I felt very very special sitting inside of the inner workings of the dark dark horse booth. It was very fun. Yeah, it was like Bandai Namco. It was like getting the Bandai Namco uh, behind the scenes access right. to. Well, except Bandai Namco, we got it had an upper tier, so we got to have a full 360 view of the entire floor. That's true. That was a great spot. It was very fun. It's time to close the book on our San Diego Comic Con 2023 interview with Daniel Friedman. So until next time, this is Lance. And Jeremy. Reminding you to keep your friends close. But your comic books closer.